Live from Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois, this is Indy Next by Firestone. With complete coverage of today's race, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. We roll on at Worldwide Technology Raceway. This is the Indy Next by Firestone out front showdown. And it's brought to you by Firestone for conquering what's next, the official tire of Indy Next. My name is Nick Yeoman. Davey Hamilton joins us here at the broadcast booth. High above the front stretch, the start-finish line here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Time to go racing for the future stars of IndyCar. Davey, four races left in this championship. Of course, we end the season with a doubleheader at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. And a lot of unknowns as we're going to get set to drop the green flag for 75 laps for these drivers at Indy Next going to be an exciting time. They only had one practice session, 30-minute practice session. They actually had a couple of the cars um, get into the wall. So they, there was some work being done. Hopefully all of them were repaired. Only 15 cars in, in, this, in, the, uh, in the class this year and the race this year. Uh, a couple of teams not showing up for this, uh, this event here at, uh, at the Speedway. So bottom line, track should be better than they had earlier. It should be more rubber down. IndyCars just got off of it, had some uh, nice long runs. They got, actually did 20 minutes trying to rubber up the second groove. That's going to help them. And and so the cars should be better uh, equipped, or the drivers and cars should be better equipped for conditions of, of racing than it was earlier when they practiced. Yeah, things were not ideal during the half-hour practice session a little bit earlier. Michael Young standing by with the driver who found that out the hard way, one of our championship contenders, Nolan Siegel. Yeah, he didn't look as, uh, not elated is the wrong word, but you at least have a smile on your face. There was some concern when I talked to you as you came out of the infield care center. First and foremost, obviously you're okay. How is the car? Yeah, the car is fine. It'll be good to go. The guys did a great job. The HMD guys are always on it. All the mechanics are great, and they did a great job getting the car back together. So, um, you know, Christian was obviously fast in the last practice. We're going to have a good setup, and um, I'm excited for the race. I think it's going to be a good one. Explain the walk from Infier Carroll Center to the car, knowing you may see disaster or you may be very elated. Is it a rough walk, that four-minute walk? Yeah, you know, I didn't know anything when I first saw the car either. So, yeah, obviously I hoped that I would be okay to, to run this, you know, tonight. But um, I had all the faith in the world in the HMD guys, and they, they always deliver. So, um, yeah, huge thanks to them. Get in race mode. Good luck to you tonight. Thank you. That's Nolan Siegel. Davey Hamilton, I credit the, uh, the social media staff with Indy Next by Firestone. They posted the onboard shot of Jacob Abel. That two-car crash very nearly became three yeah, because yeah. Siegel spun and then uh, Ernie Francis Jr. lost it and, and slid up and hit him broadside. And, boy, Jacob Abel had his hands pulled down to yeah, one or two as well. you know, just the same thing. I think they got on the brakes a little bit hard, slick racetrack, maybe had a little bit too much rear bias. And Abel did a good job saving that car, slid up the racetrack, but didn't have any contact. And made it through, but it was, as you said, that could have been a three-car incident pretty easy. So let's give you an idea of where we stand. It is Christian Rasmussen, your Indy Next by Firestone points leader, heading in to this weekend here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. His advantage is 33 points over Hunter McElray. McElray coming on pretty strong, though, fresh off of a win uh, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Nolan Siegel sits third in points, 55 back. Jacob Abel, fourth, 57 points back. And then the driver's probably a little too far uh, back in the championship to win the title. You got Louis Foster, fifth in points. He's 93 points back. Reese Gold, sixth. James Rose, seventh. Daniel Frost, eighth. Kiffin Simpson, ninth. And Ernie Francis Jr. is tenth. And speaking of Ernie Francis Jr., Jake Query is pit side. He's standing by with him. So let's begin with this, Ernie Francis Jr. Obviously good to see you're okay, but take me through the incident in that session and just your overall viewpoint of what happened yeah you know um it happened really quick out there uh seagull started spinning got into the outside wall uh track was really low grip you know being first run out there after all the rain and uh i checked up the minute i did rear end came around on me i was a passenger from there i just kind of locked up the brakes trying to uh, keep it off the outside wall uh slid out into it pretty good hit square in the back and then got into uh seagull's car there uh my guys did a great job getting the car back together uh, looks like nothing happened. Uh, car, car's all on four wheels, ready to go. Um, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, pretty happy with the safety of these cars, you know, to have an impact like that, feeling all right. Uh, so ready to get out there and try to race. You know, not really happy with the starting position, but, you know, that's what happens when uh, qualifying against cancer. Just got to deal with the cards that you're dealt. 
and uh, you know, starting P12, try to make it up to the front and see what we can do. Do you have to kind of tiptoe at the beginning just to see where the balance of the car is because of, the, of course, the repairs? Yeah, you know, it's going to be pretty tough out there. You know, we have three of the four corners are new on the car, new underwings, so it's going to be a, a learning curve. Just trying to feel out the car, make sure it's all good, and uh, hopefully it's fast and we can uh, make it work. Appreciate the time. Yep, thank you. Ernie Francis Jr. will roll off 12. Yep, that's the pilot of the uh, Force Indy number 99, Ernie Francis Jr. Also may recognize that name. He's competed in uh, Tony Stewart's SRX series as well over the last year and a half and has done a pretty nice job. And, uh, you know, he, he mentions it, Davey, you know, you're, after you tear up a race car, jumping right back in it uh, for both he and Nolan Siegel, I would imagine these opening laps of this race, they're going to be a little tentative. Yeah, a little bit tentative, but you know what? I tell you, these these teams are so good at all levels of getting these cars back to exactly where they had them. HMD has a lot of information. They have a lot of cars in this race. They know what the setups were. Um, you you can have confidence, and as a driver, you can't let it slow you down. You have to go for it. You have to, you know, be cautious because it's an oval. It's a long race. There's 80 laps. Uh, am I saying that right? 70 laps in this race. Yeah, 75 laps in this race. And so uh, you got plenty of time, but uh, be cautious, but don't be too cautious and, and uh, feel confident in your team. Yeah, 75 laps around here, as we mentioned, uh, track conditions a heck of a lot different than what they were as uh, all the rubber was washed off the racetrack uh, when these drivers went out to practice for the first time. Qualifying was canceled, so uh, the field's going to start based on entrant points. That puts Christian Rasmussen up front. But Davey, based on the speeds in practice, I think that's probably where he was going to end up anyways. Three miles an hour faster than everybody in practice. Yeah, no, wow, how about that? Very impressive. He, he, you know, he would have loved to qualify, but like I say, he's going to start in the front row anyways. And, you know, he was pretty excited about having that, you know, that three mile an hour extra speed over the rest of the field. And uh, after uh, the, when they showed up at the racetrack yesterday, Michael Young had a chance to chat with our points leader who is uh, eyeing a championship 33 points over Hunter McElray here with four races to go. Let's talk about this race weekend coming into it points lead and what a swing from the midseason where Nolan took over the points championship. You were able to get it back. Where are you mentally with the rest of the season? Are you in just forward mode? Or do you get a little defensive? I mean, obviously, you can start locking things up, but things could go awry with Hunter McElroy coming into the picture. No, I, I feel like I'm in a great spot mentally. I think uh, I learned a lot last year uh, in terms of that, which have helped me this year. You know, like I think last year there was a little bit of a, a, a panic mode that I went into, you know, when, when things didn't kind of go my way. So I think that's what we've showed this year year that even though I lost um, the lead there mid-season I've been able to push my way back and just focusing on my own thing and getting my my results and you know that has gotten me back to the lead so obviously things are tightening we're getting closer to the end uh, I would say I'm, I'm kind of in a you know a, a little bit of a defensive position but then again not really because we still have four races to go there's still plenty of points left on the table and it's just kind of the same mindset said as as always you know we go into the weekend um trying to get the best possible outcome that we can uh, you know if that's a win that weekend that's great if it's a top five a podium whatever you know it's just about getting the points and getting the maximum you know amount of points that you can on the weekend and then you just kind of have to see where you end up so that's uh, christian rasmussen uh, trying to close on that championship davy he is the hunted at the moment uh, with just four races to go. So if you're him, are uh, you feeling the pressure? Or are you, you happy with, with where you're standing? I, I, you know what? I just think he has a lot of confidence right now. I think that uh, you know he, he fought his way back to where he needs to be. I just think he has a lot of confidence. He's on the pole of this race. He's leading the points. I just think that uh, he's going to continue to do what he's been doing. He's yeah. had a great season so far uh, for Christian Rasmussen. Leads all drivers with five podiums, also leads all drivers with three wins. Scored those three victories at Barber Motorsports Park, Iowa, and then on the streets of Nashville where uh, he had a tremendous, dominant day. It's also been really strong in qualifying as well. Uh, he's got three poles in the season to match Louis Foster's three. Three poles for Christian Rasmussen came at Barber Motorsports Park, did it at Mid-Ohio, and did it at Nashville. Uh, finally, David, we're just moments away. We see drivers starting to 
the climate of those race cars, an opportunity for these kids to get to race under the lights. Yeah, that's pretty that's, cool. They don't get that very often. Yeah, that was that's a change. They didn't come here expecting. That. I hope they brought their clear shields to yeah. this racetrack because they plan on racing in the day and. Now it's uh, turned into a night race. Fortunately, um, lack of track time, but they're going to get it in. They're going to get it done um, just later in the day. And then, like I say, these fans that uh, continue to just hang out and, and watch this. It's been a long day for everybody, but it's good they're going to get it in. Again, drivers strapping into those cars. Let's talk a little bit about this racetrack, helping call the action. Did a good job guiding through uh, the IndyCar practice here over the last hour and a half. The voice of IndyCar Radio, Mark Janes. And, Mark, this is a certainly a unique oval, egg-shaped, uh, corners one and two. Heck of a lot different than corners three and four. Let's talk about your vantage point, what you're going to be watching tonight. Yeah, one and two awfully tight, Nick. No doubt about it. Banked at nine degrees, and uh, it has like a, a road course feel to it because the amount of shifting that they do through there. be interesting to see with all the rubber that's been laid down with the high groove practice that recently wrapped up for the NTT IndyCar Series. If these drivers are the beneficiary of that, they're able to run about a half a groove to a groove higher through one and two. If they do, the exit of that banking gives them a nice advantage and plenty of momentum down that back straightaway. It's through three and four where they want to be as close to full song as possible. The banking there is 11 degrees. It is fast and while they're certainly high groove developing there, you do want to be careful at the entrance to turn number four because while the sweepers are out, still going to be some marbles there, especially as this race progresses and that tire deck lays those marbles down. Because if you get uh, just a half a groove too high at the apex of turn number four, it's going to guide you right into that outside retaining wall. So plenty of challenges for these drivers. Turned out to be a beautiful night for racing, and we're happy to be here to call it for you. It's a mile and a quarter in uh, length around this racetrack just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, Davey Hamilton, I've heard drivers talk about it over the years. In terms of setting a car up for this place, you have, there's some give and take of what corners you're going to be good at and what corners you may yeah, be strong with. Yeah, it's so hard to get your car good at both of them, but I always thought around here that, uh, that you know, if you can just survive one and two and really keep your momentum through three and four and get the run down that front straightaway to, to, to have big speed going into turn one or passing opportunity or to stay ahead, I think that's the key. You still need to come off a two good. You still need to get through there, but I think three and four is the corner that you really got to concentrate on to be fast. Speaking of uh, last week's winner at Indianapolis, Hunter McElray, right back in the championship hunt. He's got a front row starting position, and Michael Young caught up with Hunter McElray. Talk about that test as we get set. Four races to go. As you mentioned, you were quickest here at that test. The confidence that adds coming off a win, and they always say wins breed wins. So mentally, that's got to be a huge plus for you. Yeah, it's good. I mean, just to have the, like you said, just have the momentum, and it, it's not... It's even when you say it's not, and you know it's going to be, you know, like I said, the win was going to come. It's still, you still question, like, is this the weekend? Is this the weekend? And it, you, it's just nice, you know. You're not uptight. You're relaxed. Um, I'm in a good spot. I'm really happy with the spot I'm in, considering everything. You know, I was like 60 points out one weekend ago, and now it's cut in half after one good weekend. So. Um, it's easy to think about points in that, obviously, but to be honest, I'm just trying to go win all the races and, uh, yeah, just add to the tally. He's been really strong throughout the summer months of this schedule. The last six races, in fact, for Hunter McElray, he's been in the top five in all of them, including uh, finally getting that first win of the season at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He was emotional and jubilant uh, after he, he won the pole, and he said it was as good as winning a race, and then he won the race, and he said it was almost as good as winning a championship. Yeah. So he, he knows he's right back in this thing. Yeah, he is. And, and as we talked about, we kind of expected him to be the guy to beat all year long. Yeah. We were a little surprised that he had a little bit of a slow start. I think he was as well. Obviously, a lot of talent there. Uh, coming into the second year, we just thought that he was really going to be the guy to, to keep eye on for the for the wins and championship, but he did win the last one. He said it was a handful. He was excited like that was the first win he's ever had. Um, now he's hungry. He's second in the points championship, and he knows that he, he has to, to give it all he can to try to cap with, catch up with Rasmussen. Not going to be an easy task, but he's going to give it all he can. Yeah, 33 points back is Hunter McElray in this championship as uh, drivers uh, getting set. We're just moments away from firing the engines. Christian Rasmussen has been pretty darn consistent in his own right uh, with a trio of wins. Uh, also, some top five finishes at St. Pete. Did it on the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the month of May. Also had uh, podium finishes in Detroit 
and at Mid-Ohio. So he has been awful tough to catch. And uh, Nolan Siegel's that other driver in the mix, 55 points back. We've talked a lot about Jacob Abel. He's 57 points back, Davey. So, uh, again, within striking distance. But it's really looking like those four drivers. And you, know, you look at Louis Foster, who's had a decent season, uh, really probably threw away his chance to uh, get, stay in this championship hunt with that aggressive driver in Indianapolis when he got into Hunter McElroy. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, you know, I had an opportunity to win that race, obviously, and, and got into the side of him and, and didn't didn't work out. But um, he, we talked about how good he's been and how the opportunities that he has. But that was a, a lost opportunity, per se, but uh, he's got to try to get into the he got four races left to try to continue to pound his way to the top. So excited to have you with us as uh, we are set to go racing here at Worldwide Technology Raceway, about 60 seconds away from firing the engines for the Indian X by Firestone out front showdown. As we mentioned, this is race number 11 of this 2023 season. It's off to Portland International uh, next weekend, and then a doubleheader to close the season at that 11-turn road course at WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. In terms of uh, this racetrack here in Madison, Illinois, last year the race winner, well, he's in this race again. That is Matthew Brabham. It was the pole sitter, Linus Lundquist, uh, who led the field of the green flag, and Matthew Brabham who scored the victory. So Brabham going to try to go back-to-back here at WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. We see some impressive speeds around this joint as well. We saw speeds up around 150, 160 miles per hour earlier during practice as we are set to go wheel-to-wheel racing here at WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca, excuse me, here at uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway. Here to give the command to start engines, your Grand Marshal for the Indian X by Firestone out front showdown at Worldwide Technology Raceway, Junior Account Executive for Outfront Media, Selena Thomas. Welcome, Indian X fans. On behalf of Outfront, drivers, start your engines! Here's today's Indy Next by Firestone starting lineup. Row 8. Colin Kaminsky, number 57, AWO Motorsports, United States. Row 7. Christian Bogle, number 7 with HMD Motorsports and Dale Coin Racing, United States. Jamie Chadwick, number 28, Andretti Autosport, United Kingdom. Row 6. Ernie Francis Jr., number 99, HMD Motorsports with Force Indy, United States. Matt Brabham, number 75, Young Ghost Hollander Racing. I'm from the U.S., but I grew up in Australia. Row 5. Josh Pearson, number 14, HMD Motorsports, United States. Rasmus Lind, driving the number 76, Junkos Hollinger Racing, and I'm from Sweden. Row 4. Daniel Frost, number 68, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coin Racing, Singapore. Rescoll, number 10, HMD Motorsports, USA. Row 3. James Rowe, number 29, Andretti Autosport, Ireland. Louis Foster, number 26, Andretti Autosport, United Kingdom. Row 2. Jacob Abel, number 51, Abel Motorsports, United States. Nolan Siegel, number 39, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coin Racing, United States. On the outside of row 1. Hunter McElroy, number 27, Andretti Autosport, New Zealand. And starting on the pole... Christian Rasmussen, number six, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coin Racing, Denmark. Let's quickly sweep pit lane and watch. Uh, get check in with our pit reporters what they'll be watching. We start with Jake Query. Hello, Jake. Hello, Nick. What I'm going to be interested to see is at the start of this race, Hunter McElroy, who was very focused when he got into the car, of course, starting up front, as you heard. But big question becomes, knowing that this now has become a night race, the conditions a little bit different than what they practiced in earlier. He knows that points are oh so important, but at the same time, do you get up and go if the car feels good in the beginning, or do you sit back and wait for it to come to you a little bit and find out exactly how those tires are going to hold up? So a lot can happen here in terms of the points as Oriel Serbia takes that pace car into turn number one. How about you, Michael Young? Well, it's basically Nolan Siegel. Championship hopes are slowly dwindling. He has to get back to the front. He has to be consistent again. Had that incident early, he will start on the inside of row number two. Christian Rasmussen, our points leader. Hunter McElroy there as well. We're starting him like they are in the points. Going to be a thriller tonight here at Worldwide 
Technology Raceway. Pace car pulling off down the back stretch. Mark Chains looks like we're ready to go racing for 75 laps. Uh, indeed it does. And the rear of the field still coming into formation as they set up for turn number three. Uh, Jamie Chadwick, Christian Bull, a little late to the party, but it looks like they're trying to get caught up and get themselves sorted. They'll come off of turn number four. And we'll keep our eye on the starter stand. Look for the green flag. Fifteen cars about to set and roar to life out of turn number four. It's the Indy Next by Firestone out front showdown, and it is green here in St. Louis. It's Christian Rasmussen who gets the jump. He'll lead him into turn number one. Nolan Siegel on the bottom looking for second. He's got Hunter McElray to his outside. McElray might have had a little bit of a contact out of turn two. James Rowe looks awfully strong off of turn number two as well. He has Jacob Abel to his bottom side. They're side by side as the front two start to stretch out a little bit. Rasmussen was awfully fast earlier today, Nick Yeoman. He's awfully fast right now. A good lead already off of turn number four. It was Siegel and McElray that made very, very light contact at the exit of turn two. McElray holds that second spot. Siegel's starting to fall through the field. They're going three wide into turn number one. Daniel Frost going to try to sweep around the outside. Now he's got James Rowe to his inside as does Nolan Siegel. Mark, he's sliding into the back of the field. He got himself out of sorts into turn number one. Right smack dab at the middle of the racetrack and had nothing to do but lift Nick Yeoman. He had cars to his high side, cars to his low side. He lost two spots now and has fallen back to the fifth position. Davey, that's a repaired race car. It looks like a driver who's really testing out the waters. Yeah, testing the waters out, but hey, I can't say it. Matty Brabham's already made six positions up, making seven up right now. Goes on the outside right now, gets up pretty high down there in one-two, loses that. He got a little bit too high, but sits in that fifth position. Great run by him. Let's pick that battle up down the back straightaway. He did have to gather it back up at the exit of turn number two and gather it up, trying to run down James Rowe. That's the battle for fourth, and Mark, it looks like Brabham's using that outside line. James Rowe off to a pretty good start all in all, Nick. I mean, uh, he's kind of holding serve right now, but he sees Matthew Brabham to his high side. Matthew tried that high line. It worked uh, with uh, some efficiency, and uh, he's trying to make it work here. He gets to the bottom of the racetrack now, but starting to lose uh, contact with Rowe as they set up for turn number three. Have you got a chance to see that replay, that three-wide action into turn one? Yeah, right there, boy. I mean, Siegel was the loser on that. Just got too low, got some dirty air from Rowe. Guy, when that dirty air happened, slid up the racetrack. They didn't touch, but came awful close. It's, uh, it is Christian Rasmussen, your race leader. Hunter McElray runs second. Daniel Frost is third. Those three have checked out on the field a little bit through turns one, two, and three. And it's about 20 to 25 car lengths back to James Rowe. Then it's Matthew Brabham and Nolan Siegel. And, Mark, that's where things get really interesting through the field. There's a lot of cars kind of uh, running nose to tail back there. Louis Foster is uh, the fourth car in that train as uh, he starts to fade a little bit going into turn number three. Now he hits the button off of turn number four. So a good run for Louis Foster trying to keep pace now with the 51 of Jacob Abel as they set up for turn number one. Abel sets his sights into turn number one. He's trying to run down both of those drivers at a two-car length disadvantage to Nolan Siegel. That car gets a little loose at the exit of turn number two as uh, Jacob Abel catches it down the back straightaway, about two to three car lengths behind Siegel, two to three car lengths in front of Louis Foster. Louis Foster continues to pedal it into the corner, gets a lot of momentum between three and four, really tucks up underneath the wing of Jacob Abel now at the exit of turn number four. We'll see if he gets the draft and sets him up into turn number one. They'll follow each other into the first corner. It's uh, Louis Foster running in that eighth position, trying to get around Jacob Abel. He's going to test the high side. Mark, going to get wide at the exit of turn two. He runs out of room, and that's because Jacob Abel didn't give him any. He says, that's okay. I'll go to the bottom of the racetrack if you're going to give it to me. Abel says, not so fast. They're nose to tail, which means Louis Foster has to lift a little bit. He lost a valuable momentum between three and four. Davey, Louis Foster wasn't very patient in Indianapolis, showing a little yeah. patience today. Yeah, he got, got to. He was early in the race. Only eight laps and 75 down right now. Had a good run on Abel. It looks like he's a little bit quicker, but right now in that dirty air, he's working that second groove in along with Siegel and Brabham, trying to get a little more grip up in that outside line. And as tires wear, things are going to change. But how about Rasmussen right now? Got a nice little lead, but Rasmussen and McElray seem to check out. Yeah, that's a 1.1 second advantage for Christian Rasmussen over Hunter McElray. 3.4 back to Daniel Frost in third. The battle we've been watching is a good one for seventh. It involves Jacob Abel and Louis Foster. Both drivers have been strong all year, and here goes Louis Foster. Mark James right back to the top side of the racetrack. Yeah, he got to the top side of the apex at turn number one, then decided to slide it back to the bottom of the racetrack. Then he used the banking in the exit of turn number two to make a good run. 
He goes side by side into turn number three. We'll see if the bottom of the racetrack worked well for him. He eats, inches up just a little bit. They're almost side by side. Stay that way off the exit of turn number four. Again, this is the battle for the seventh position, and Abel is not giving it up easily. No fender or wing rubbing, but plenty of Firestone rubbing, Davey Hamilton. Yes, that was the was. left rear of Abel and the right front of Louis Foster. That's right. Foster's right front got into that left rear of Abel. Foster drove it down in turn one, slid up a little high. He's going to make Abel take that wide side around, going down three and four this time. Oh, and a near, nearly a touch again going into turn three. Mark James, they are not cutting each other any slack through three and four. No, it's, it's interesting to know what a benefit it is to the high side to the exit of turn number two. And coming off of that uh, nine degrees of banking, uh, all the advantages that it gives you. But for whatever the reason, Davey, you might be able to explain it. Why does it seem like the balance of the car is upset if you try to make that high line? entrance into turn number three. Yeah, it really is. It's just no grip up there. I mean, it's just a long way around, and they're trying it, but it's just not there right now. As we've seen, a lot of a lot of attempts to do it, but the cars just can't hang on up there. Yeah, boy, Louis Foster took that car all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack, down the back straightaway to protect that inside line, and I mean, Davey, the Jacob Abel entertained ideas of keeping it on the outside. Yeah, and we watched that lap earlier where we seen the tire rub is is uh, Abel, he, he snuck it down in there with that socket Foster. Abel squoze him down, but he stayed there. They rubbed tires, lost the momentum Abel did, and then Foster was able to get back around him. So Jacob Abel loses that spot to Louis Foster, drop kicks him to the eighth position. Josh Pearson runs in ninth. Ernie Francis Jr. is tenth. Up front, the uh, lead for Christian Rasmussen remains right at about 1.1 to 1.2 seconds. Those two uh, just doing a nice job of keeping track of each other. Davey on track. That equals about 10 to 15 car lengths, but they have flat checked out on everybody else. Yeah, right now, Rasmussen just continues that points lead stretch. 46 points in the lead right now. If it was the end right now. Uh, over McElroy, then how about Siegel? You know, the, our points leader at one point by over 40 points finds himself 80 points back. So he currently sits sixth right now trying to fight his way to the front. Christian Rasmussen appeared to just have a big moment at the exit of turn number two. That car got a little sideways, and uh, you can see based on the stopwatch, it goes drops down to about nine-tenths of a second as he was hanging on at the exit of turn number two. Top five here working lap number 14 of 75. Uh, in St. Louis, as Christian Rasmussen, your race leader, Hunter McElray second. Daniel Frost is up to third. James Rowe is fourth. And Matthew Brabham runs in fifth. Jake Query, you can tell us more about an interesting story involving that driver. Yeah, it was an emotional week for Matthew Brabham. Now, when it turns out on the 22nd of this week, just about a week ago, Matthew Brabham was not with his fiance Kimberly Bogle, but she was enjoying a day on the water, on Lake Clearwater on the northeast side, a residential lake in Indianapolis, when she noticed about 75 yards or so away from shore a man who was unconscious and had fallen into the water. Kimberly Bogle at that point jumped in along with a swimming noodle and swam over to him when she noticed 78-year-old Frank Miller of Indianapolis. She had yelled out for Jeff Brabham and Jeff Brabham's wife, Matthew Brabham's parents, to get assistance. At the same time, a UPS driver who was in the area and making a delivery to a house nearby, Jerry Rowling of Indianapolis, 55 years old, came to the dock where Kimberly Bogle then was able to swim Miller some 75 yards up to the dock where then they were able to do CPR and eventually resuscitate 78-year-old Frank Miller. Unfortunately, Frank Miller did pass away at a hospital on the northeast side of Indianapolis, and Kimberly Bogle told me that it was something that obviously traumatized her over the course of the week and was very emotional, but not entirely a tragic story because while he did pass, she was able to meet with his family this week who showed their incredible gratitude towards him and also their appreciation towards what Kimberly was able to do. In addition to that, his young granddaughter coming up, showing a picture of him and thanking her for her actions. She said that it was in Australia swimming with Matthew Brabham in the ocean where she had her most experience in terms of swimming. But while she said it was something very emotional, the upshot of it is that she has made, obviously, a close connection with that family who was very appreciative. But an emotional week, to say the least, for Matthew Brabham in terms of the actions of his parents and Kimberly Bogle, his fiance. Appreciate that uh, story to Jake Query. It's just uh, amazing, and uh, thoughts and prayers go out to uh, the family of that gentleman and, and certainly the trying week for 
uh, the Bogle and Brabham family. Matthew right now runs in the fifth position. He's about 12 seconds back. Uh, Davey Hamilton, some of the action we've been watching, really his focus around Nolan Siegel as he uh, lost a couple spots moments yeah. ago. Yeah, going the wrong direction for sure. Just car doesn't seem to, looks like it just sliding up the racetrack, especially in turns three and four. How about Rasmussen? You pointed out, uh, you know, he's just on lead. We're not paying a lot of attention to him, but he had a moment in turn two, got a little bit high. That car got completely out of control, saved it a few times. He was still running the 28 seconds of that, the you know, previous laps, ran almost a 31-second lap that time, lost about three seconds. So, uh, you know, even if you're leading this race and you have a nice lead of 1.8 seconds, doesn't mean you can't get a little out of control. I mean, that's the amazing thing, Davey. What's to say about that car that he is sideways at numerous spots around the racetrack and is still growing his lead over He's still growing. Yeah, that tells you that, you know, I think once he made a small one, he probably just tried a little bit of a line change. He tried to throttle a little bit different. Found out, boy, it almost cost him. And now he, uh, you know, he's back to mining his P's and Q's, staying in that line and just trying to grow that lead. Mark James, the problem for Christian Rasmussen may not be his car or Hunter McElroy behind him here. You're saying uh, momentarily he may have to be looking out that uh, front of that machine at some lap traffic. Uh, it would be Jamie Chadwick first, and then Colin Kaminsky is running in, in that uh, pack right now, and Rasmus Lind as well. And the problem is, quite frankly, those three running at the rear of the field have pretty much been running nose to tail. So depending on where he catches them, it could give Hunter McElray an opportunity to close up a bit and make this thing a little more interesting as we uh, reached uh, kind of the first quarter of this race, Nick. We will track Christian Rasmussen as he's running down that lap traffic. The top five here at uh, St. Louis in the Indian X by Firestone out front showdown. It's Christian Rasmussen, Hunter McElray, Daniel Frost, James Ray, and Matthew Brabham. I'm Indy Next driver Hunter McElray, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Mark James, Christian Rasmussen has caught that lap traffic, and his lead over Hunter McElray has absolutely disappeared. It's been pretty patient to watch Hunter McElroy. I mean, he had a, a pretty good advantage, but McElroy was staying right there. And now at the rear of the field, cars going side by side, Nick, and they're bottling up the leader. It's going to turn into a nose and tail battle off of turn number two. It's the battle for last place between Jamie Chadwick and Colin Kaminsky, and it's happening right in front of our race leader, Christian Rasmussen. He can't go high. He can't go low. Davey, they are side by side right in front of him. Rasmussen through turns three and four. He's got traffic. Yeah, here's the problem. Either driver neither driver want to go a lap down and that is you know chadwick in, in in front of kaminsky but they're side by side going down the front straight and we leaving the leader right behind him with nowhere to go is he going to shoot down underneath kaminsky right now he gets on the inside of him right now moves kaminsky up the racetrack but mackery is able to come right with him kaminsky getting up with those marbles slowing way down now McElroy right on the tail of Rasmussen. Mark James, they are nose to tail into turn number three. And he gets a really good run, does McElroy into turn number three. Jamie Chadwick is next in the crosshairs. He's running about ten car lengths in front. McElroy's car doesn't appear to be as uh, hospitable through three and four. He lost a little bit of momentum, so that'll make the task a bit easier now as he catches traffic again into turn number two. No, don't look now. There may be a third player in the fight as well as Daniel Frost is drawn to within two seconds. Seconds as the leaders try to navigate the lap traffic. It's one, two, three down the back straightaway. Rasmussen, McElroy, and Frost. Frost may have a little spring in his step, Nick, because as we heard and saw this week, his name is now being bannered about by a couple of teams looking at drivers for next year in the NTT IndyCar Series. He wants to make sure that he's front and center in that mindset. Meanwhile, the leader continues to close on Jamie Chadwick in turn number two. 47 laps to go here at Worldwide Technology Raceway just outside of St. Louis, and we're watching a good battle at the front. Christian Rasmussen by eight-tenths of a second over Hunter McElroy. That equates to about eight car lengths on the racetrack. And then Daniel Frost, who is 1.9 seconds, has entered the mix as well. We watch Christian Rasmussen. Markey's starting to move up, trying to pick his way around Chadwick. Approaching the start-finish line, the completion of another lap. Jamie Chadwick goes to the bottom of the racetrack, and now she runs up on Rasmus Lind. Will they go three wide into turn number one? No, but they're going to go side-by-side. Side. Chadwick doesn't leave him a lot of room. The car wiggles off of turn number two, and here comes Hunter McElroy at the midway point of the back straightaway. I don't know how Rasmussen didn't tag the wall in turn two, but his bigger concerns is to his inside. Hunter McElroy shoots to the bottom into turn number three, and he's going to take over the race lead with a bit of a slide job. Rasmussen's 
car wiggling left and right. Mark, he may have problems. Here comes Daniel Frost down the front stretch. Those tires may be dirtied up to the point that the grip has flat gone away. Daniel Frost to the bottom of Christian Rasmussen. They go side by side. Rasmussen is going to hold on to the spot as Frost has to lift, but he gets high again. Another big bottle. He goes back into the throttle as Daniel Frost. They may go side by side into turn number three. Daniel Frost does a little drafting down the back stretch. Pops to the outside as they go wheel to wheel into turn number three. Christian Rasmussen on the bottom. Daniel Frost on the top side. Frost is going to have to jump out of the throttle, but Marky stays right in those tire tracks. Looks like he might have been able to scrub those tires a little bit, get some of the grip back, but Daniel Frost says, here I come again into turn number one. He is right up underneath the rear wing. Now he fades a little bit as his car washed up to the middle of the racetrack upon entry. That allows Rasmussen to pick up some momentum. Both of them trying to keep pace with Hunter McElray, who has about a 10-car length advantage into turn number three. Rasmussen looks like he settled that a little bit, Davey, but uh, boy, that wow. got awful close <laughs> trying to go the long way around Jamie Chadwick, who got loose in one and two. Well, what happened, yeah, he went on the outside, and Chadwick, which he just moved up in that second group, got to remember, her teammate is behind him, McElray, maybe, you know, make it a little tough for Rasmussen to get by, got marbles on his tires, he couldn't hang on, just now, I think they're getting cleaned up, but boy, that was a close call, could have taken both cars out pretty easily. Looks like uh, Hunter McElray just dispatched of Jamie Chadwick, now Christian Rasmussen, he's going to try it, Mark James, going to the low side into turn three. And he must know that Daniel Frost is there as well, I'm sure the spotter's wearing him out, Jamie Chadwick running a half a groove higher, she is leaving plenty of room for Daniel Frost, Frost is going to work his way past. McElroy tries to pull away from Rasmussen, but again, he'll have Rasmussen Lynn to deal with plenty soon enough, maybe at the midway point of the back straightaway. Top three running within a second here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. That's going to change, though, Davey, because that third-place car, Daniel Ooh. Frost, just had a big moment in two. Yeah, he got really sideways down in turn two as he passed, put the lap on Chadwick, gets down in front of her, goes into turn one and two pretty hot. That back end swung around, lost a lot of grip. So balance of these cars are changing quite a bit. We've seen that as Rasmussen is back on the tail of McElroy. We'll see if he can get back around him. Mark James, he's caught him into turn number one as they're both going to try to get around Rasmus Lind. But Lynn's not made it very easy, and uh, Hunter McElroy did not take the preferred entry into turn number one, and he lost the spot between one and two, and there goes Christian Rasmussen. He's going to clear Lynn at the setup of turn number three. Hunter McElroy trying to gather it back in. David, that's some impressive yeah. driving by Christian Rasmussen. Yeah, I mean, for being up with those marbles, sliding around, almost crashed, and this time he got the tires clean. He wasted no time. He wasn't afraid to go back in that second line get by that lapper and boy he did it and passed two cars in one corner puts him back in the lead because i mean you've been a race car driver i'm sure he had that red miss feeling oh, of yeah. falling back to third and nearly throwing his race away to regather it and charge back up front man that is strong you know and and as much driving that he's had to do today gathering that car up sideways and out of control several times with with uh, marbles on those tires uh, pretty impressive what he's been able to do and so obviously has a lot of confidence in himself in that car to go up there and throw it on that outside again and make it stick and pass both of them for the lead. As we see that, Frost, as we've seen him get loose, he puts a lap on Lind as well. He's still in that third position, but uh, three seconds back. Yeah, so that is uh, navigating this lap traffic. has kind of spread the front three out a little bit more than they were just a few laps ago. Rasmussen's lead is 1.5 seconds over Hunter McElray. Daniel Frost is third, 3.5 seconds behind Car to watch, Mark James, as uh, you just noted, may be the driver running in fourth, Louis Foster. Uh, yeah, Davey pointed it out about 15 laps ago and said Louis Foster's got a really fast race car. And as a matter of fact, Jamie Chadwick is next on his list. And uh, once he works his way around that lap traffic, he's within a half a straightaway. It was a full straightaway a few moments ago of the third place running Daniel Frost, but he's got it now paired down to about a quarter of a straightaway. The caveat being, it all depends on how nice Jamie Chadwick is willing to play uh, maybe not so much over the last handful of laps or so she's made it awfully difficult for the leaders I don't think anything intentional maybe it's just an ill handling race car but Louis Foster has designs on working his way around Jamie Chadwick who continues to run with Lynn now off of turn number two up front Christian Rasmussen's lead has ballooned to 2.5 seconds he just went around James Rowe putting uh, the Irishman down a lap who was running in the 12th position let's hear from Ricardo Hunkos keeping an eye on Matthew Brabham and Rasmus Lin's machines. Matthew was doing a great job, Ricardo, halfway through the race. Looked like he might have gotten high with some lap traffic, got some rubber on those tires, some balled-up rubber, fell back. What is he saying about the car right now? Yeah, I didn't say much. I think we started really good. Very amazing what he did. 
was really fun to see. And then I think we get, we have a little bit too much downforce when we lost the gap, and then we went to the marbles, like you saw, and then we lost a couple of positions. But now it seems like the pace is really good now, so we'll see what happens to the end of the race. You have used them a couple of times. We've got two races left, actually three, as we go to uh, Laguna Seca and, of course, Portland. Who are you planning to put in the car? Is Matthew Brabham your daughter? Are you still going to look for a driver? No, we'll see. Between Matthew Brava and Victor Franzoni, we're going to make the decision, but we have already a plan already in place. Very good. Well, we will look forward to that. Good luck the rest of the way. All right. Thank you. There you go. That's Ricardo Hucos. 35 laps to go here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Your leader is Christian Rasmussen, and he continues to build on that lead. It's now up to 3.4 seconds, making 3.7 seconds over Hunter McElray. McElray's advantage is 1.2 seconds uh, back to third place running Daniel Frost. Then it's Louis Foster, who's trying Trying to navigate some of this lap traffic. He got around Rasmus Lind and Jamie Chadwick. Next driver that's going to have to do that is fifth place running Jacob Abel. Rest of the top ten. Nolan Siegel runs in sixth. Matthew Brabham is seventh. Ernie Francis Jr. is eighth. Josh Pearson is ninth. Reese Gold is tenth. Final car in the lead lap is Christian Bogle. He runs in the eleventh position. One lap down in twelfth is James Rowe. A lap down in thirteenth is Rasmus Lind. Jamie Chadwick runs in fourteenth. Colin Kaminsky is fifteenth. And Davey, I just continue to be impressed. I mean, you know, just 10, 15 laps ago, Christian Rasmussen's car looked like it was wrecking loose. And now all of a sudden, I mean, he's almost got that lead up to five seconds. He's laying down some monster laps. You know, it is amazing. I mean, he stayed at that one second for a long time. But here's what I think happened. He goes, you know what? I'm going to get out. He was kind of taking it easy, keeping that lead, gets in a little lap traffic, lost all that time. Went back almost to third position. Said, you know what? I'm going to check out right here. I'm going, to, I'm going for it right now. 44 laps down to the 75. Uh, I think he just said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to wait around. Probably thinking, hey, I know that these tires fade at the end of the race, as we've seen, but if you build yourself a big enough lead, it's not going to matter. That's right. That, build a lead and just hang on to the end. Hope no yellows come out, potentially. You never know. They could happen. But right now, I mean, he's doing what he has to do. He doesn't want to be in a situation where he almost got pushed up by a lap car, almost in the wall, lost position. Now he has a chance to maneuver around lap cars with a little bit of space behind him. So, again, race number nine of this 2023 season. And as they run right now, that 33-point lead over Hunter McElray would grow to 45 markers for Christian Rasmussen with just three races to go. So uh, this looking like a bit of a statement performance here, especially over the last uh, 10 to 15 laps. Been watching Jamie Chadwick, Rasmus Lynn, not having good days, David, but boy, they are gaining a ton of experience of running in traffic as they're going side-by-side yeah. side into three. Yeah, how about that side-by-side side with Lynn and Chadwick? You know, she, she fell to the back of the field, actually got by Kaminsky right off, made a pass finds herself in second to last right now in that 14th position, but she's all over Rasmus Lynn. But meanwhile, Abel's trying to lap both of them. Mark James, they're battling, they're trying to learn, they're also trying to stay out of the way of uh, fifth place running Jacob Abel. Yeah, and uh, not accomplishing much in that regard, Nick, although Jacob wisely lifted just a little bit, then climbed back into it. Jamie Chadwick could have go underneath Rasmus Lynn and take Abel with her, but Abel's car is just out of sorts at the entrance to turn number three, and it turns into a hand he won it way up, and now he's going to have to gather it back in to try to track those two down as they continue to battle at the entrance in turn number one. David, we've got the luxury of seeing the onboard shot, and that uh, steering wheel was trying to dart out of Jacob Abel's hands. Yeah, what I see right there is Chadwick. She is actually being very aggressive, going for it. But what happened is both those cars got side by side. He was in double bad air right there. So with no air, that front end just slid up as Chadwick does finally make the move on Lynn, but boy, she she's actually it's pretty impressive, trying that high line out and making it work. Yeah, she's got it up on the cushion just yeah. like a dirt tracker, yeah. and uh, <laughs> does a nice job yeah. of getting around yeah. Rasmussen. You know, she worked hard, wasn't going to give it up, ran that high line, she's running as high as anybody out there. See how heavy the air is right now, I see vapor trails coming off the rear of these wings, and uh, so, you know, there's heavy downforce right now. Cars are spread around, but fortunately for us, there's a little bit of racing all over the racetrack. How frustrating must this be for Jacob Abel, though? Because yeah. he wants to get by these drivers. Yeah, very he's going to do it right now. I think Lynn's going to probably give him the room right now. And as I say that, no, that will not happen. Lynn will not give him the room, go down and turn three and, and let that door open. But Abel, his car is not that great. Having a hard time getting around these lappers. He's going to need to set up Lynn just a little bit better, a little too close to him, maybe in one or two. He needs to stay on the bottom right now, get as much run as he can 
off of turn two, down that back straightaway, instead of trying to pass him in turn three, might want to just get momentum through there and try to pass him going into one. You brought up the key word. How, how big is momentum at a racetrack yeah, like this? It's, it's really huge. And right now, if you can't keep it through three and four, which that's where he's having a lot of issues doing that with that dirty air. As we watch, you know, I, I don't think Lynn's done trying to get back by Chadwick right now. She's, uh, she's holding that... Uh, 13th spot, Lyndon 14th, but he's uh, he's not giving up to try to get it back. We are two-thirds of the way through the Indianex by Firestone out front showdown here at Worldwide Technology Raceway on IndyCar Radio. Your top five, Christian Rasmussen, Hunter McElray, Daniel Frost, Louis Foster, and Jacob Abel. I'm Indianex driver James Rowe, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Well, uh, 23 laps to go. Uh, Davey Hamilton, when Christian Rasmussen is in clean air, he looks like Davey Hamilton. When he's in dirty air, he looks like Nick Yeoman. Yeah, well, you know, he definitely is struggling in that dirty air. And it's not just him. I think it's everybody. You know, when you have clean track around here, boy, look at him down to turn one, two. But, oh, sideways again, up in those marbles, he just has to keep it down on the bottom. One thing I noticed with him, when he gets in the lap traffic, he tries to go on the outside, gets to those marbles. It takes two or three laps to clean them off, but you need to stay low. On the bottom, he had a seven, almost seven-second lead at one point. It's already closed back to 2.1 seconds. McElroy is slowly inching up on him, and we could watch as he gets in there. He tries that outside line. The car just takes off. There's marbles up there. Gets in that dirty air. Boy, he really did a good job hanging on to it. But that's been the second or third lap behind that group of lap cars that he just wasn't able to get by him. And now that's, that leads down to 1.7 seconds. He checked out trying to get up front and get that gap and try to get by those lap cars. Not working out right now. Yeah, and Mark James with uh, 21 laps to go. It's not like Hunter McElray is right there to put the pressure on. But, boy, a few more laps like uh, Christian Rasmussen has had slide around this racetrack, and this thing might get good with 20 to go. Yeah, Christian Bogle and Reese Gold would be the next two do- uh, drivers. We have caution on the course. Nick, turn two. Yep, it is James Rowe who has gotten high in turn number two and has slapped the outside wall the right front suspension has folded in and he's going to roll that car to a stop uh, down the back straightaway as uh, it's not a big big hit but Davey it's certainly strong enough to end his night yeah it changes everything right now 20 laps to go probably about 14 15 or 16 by the time they get him off the track doesn't look like a lot of debris right front tire folded in on that row car safety's there he's okay just need to pick up some debris get these cars lined back up now who's gonna like this i think it's rasmussen i think his car still the better car gonna have a chance to get the tires cleaned off they'll do a single file restart and i think that in clean air that he definitely has the best car um and this is something that i think you know as a leader you usually hate seeing this but in this in this track in this situation, I think that he's uh, he's probably not too unhappy to see this yellow as we watch Rowe go down into turn one. He gets down on the bottom of the racetrack. He's behind. Looks like that is Chadwick gets in that dirty air. It slides up in the marbles, too. Just uh, can't control it. Gets up a little too high. Slaps that right front tire up against that wall, folding it back. He's out of control at that point and uh, slides back across the racetrack. He's very fortunate as well. We see uh, Matthew Brabham dive to the inside, but th- there was a whole pack of cars yeah, right behind him. Right. I mean, Abel was in the picks, uh, Lynn, Siegel. So, uh, th- thankfully, I think we were lucky that that was only on one car accident. Yeah, that's right, especially Matty Brabham. We see him, that replay, but he had to make a big move to the inside, go way down in that warm-up lane to avoid him. But, yeah, you're right, there's a lot of cars behind him. Kind of, most of them seen it coming, so I think they were getting prepared for it. But one thing to look at, as that car sits there, Mar- or, uh, is, is, uh, Nick is that tires look at the debris on yeah. those tires from all those marbles when you go up there I can't even it's hard to explain but it's not hitting ice but it feels like you're hitting ice you just those built up rubber and the debris off your tires that build up out there as we call marbles get stuck to that hot rubber on your tire and it just sticks to them like glue and you lose all your traction and just completely now it takes a while to get a war off you got to go down get out of the marbles again get on the flat try to scuff those tires off to keep them clean 18 laps to go let's get a note from jake query the things for hunter McElroy, they feel really good about his car as a matter of fact said right now he really likes the way it feels just got hung up in traffic a little bit but they feel like the handling on it hunter McElroy said car feels good right now they also feel like Christian Rasmussen, on the other hand, it's when he gets out in traffic, when he gets squirrely. Issue now, of course, is the fact there's not going to be any traffic in front of him. So the question for Hunter McElroy now, is Rasmussen going to be able to run away and hide? But McElroy does like the way his car feels. 
question becomes, of course, just exactly how Rasmussen is. Uh, David it also brings Daniel Frost into the mix running third, and maybe Louis Foster as well, who's been pretty racing. Yeah, you know, Foster, we've been watching him. He had a really fast race car, kind of fell off on pace. When I say fall off, just kind of held his own, kind of running the same lap times as the three cars in front of him. But I'll tell you what, he... You know, he had a really good charge. He's gained eight positions, um, I think, in this race so far. So doing a great job and, and to move up. But right now, he's going to have his hands full. The three in front of him, the farther you go forward, the harder they get to pass. And he's got the three fastest guys on track to contend with. So James Rose machine has been put on the back of a flatbed truck. It is uh, making its way on the low side down the back straightaway. The AMR IndyCar safety crew picking up any bits of suspension or carbon fiber that might have been laid down. As uh, we try to get this thing restarted, still 16 laps to go. So not not concerned at all about this one finishing under yellow. Just want to make sure that part of the racetrack has cleaned up as much as possible. Tough break, though, for James Rowe. Again, fresh off of a career-best second-place finish at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He had had a, a good run of finishes yep. as well. Fourth at Nashville. He was fifth at Road America. So a uh, tough break for the Irish driver for Andretti. Yeah, we, we've seen Rowe, you know, and we've seen you know him struggling and, and running the back of the field. We've seen him you know, really successful and confident looking in the front of the field. We see him in the middle. He just, he's all over. We, you know, we just haven't really got a solid grip on where he lands, you know, on yep. a consistent level yet. Kind of feel the same way about Daniel Frost, who yeah, at, at right. times has looked like a guy who could win a championship in this series, open the season with a, uh, a race win. And I thought, boy, I thought he was going to be right there with McElroy and Rasmussen of the championship. That just hasn't been the case. So uh, that's that's part of, though, Davey, what these IndyCar owners are looking for, right? They want that consistency. It's what Linus yeah. Lundquist yeah. did a year ago, and it's why his name's being thrown around with some high-level IndyCar rides. Yeah, that's exactly right. Consistency is everything. Finishing the races, not having incidents is so, so important, and they don't want just a flash in the pan. You know, they want somebody that's good week in and week out. As we see, uh, 15 to go right now. I think they're going to get one this nine by to go, and they, <clears throat> the top four are clear. Of, they're one wide behind each other. You get to Abled, right, between Foster and Abel. you got a lap car. That's Chadwick, Jamie Chadwick. She's Hopefully we'll keep up pace to let Abel have a chance, you know, to, to race with those uh, those top four right now as well. So what do you do, Davey, on these last couple laps under caution oh, to clean up those Firestone yeah. tires to get them as good as you can for this final run? Yeah, oh, we see Jamie Chadwick and another car. Looks like Lynn may be coming to pit road um, right now. I don't know what they're coming there. Lost some ground there. But anyways, it cleared the track. But what you do, Nick, is swerve back and forth. you got to just get as much try to spin the rear tires a little bit to clean them off just turn back and forth to try to get the fronts cleaned off pretty aggressively get the heat back in those tires after the yell they cool down a little bit and then just look at the racetrack while you're going slow you can see where those marbles are where the line is created where it's clean and make sure you stay in that line if somebody's going to try to pass you make them go in those marbles but right now Make sure your tires are clean, especially your fronts when you get down into turn one and try to turn that car. Looks like uh, Chadwick and Lynn just did pass-throughs on oh, pit lane. Yeah. May just be sending them into the back of the field uh, due to the fact that they are uh, one lap down to get uh, only lead lap cars towards the front of the field. But yeah. here, here is how they are going to restart here in moments. Christian Rasmussen is your race leader. Uh, he dominated the early portions of this race, then fell back to third, nearly crashed a couple times, and then flat got on it and drove back around Daniel Frost and Hunter McElroy. That's why he's your race leader here on lap 61 of 75. Hunter McElroy is going to restart in second, right in the championship hunt as they run 45 points behind Rasmussen. Daniel Frost hungry to maybe close out his uh, 2023 campaign with a race win. He's going to start uh, restart in third. Louis Foster will restart fourth, and it'll be Jacob Abel in the fifth position. Lights are out on the pace car. We're going to restart this thing with 12 laps to go. Mark Janes got ourselves a shootout here in the Indy Next by Firestone out front showdown. And again, the one I'm interested to watch is Louis Foster. We've had our eye on him. He's got a bad, fast race car, no doubt. And he is kind of weaving up and then kind of slingshotting back. We'll see if race control likes that idea. Front three packed pretty close together now, but it looks like Rasmussen is going to get a great jump off of 
on turn number four. Yeah, he accelerates right at the apex of turn number four and opens himself up a nice three to four car length lead as we're racing once again here in St. Louis. Looks like Jacob Abel looking to the outside, trying to get that fourth spot away from Louis Foster. Leader, though, is Christian Rasmussen out of turn number two. But Abel's car has not been a lot of fun in dirty air, and uh, he caused Nolan Siegel to have to lift as well. He lost a couple of spots. Now he gathers it back in. Louis Foster made a strong charge up behind Daniel Frost in the tournament three. Lost momentum momentarily. While second, third, and fourth slug it out a bit off of turn number four, there goes Christian Rasmussen already set sailing for turn number one. But, Davey, this is exactly what Christian Rasmussen wants yeah. to see because second, third, and fourth, they are on the attack. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're fighting with each other right now as we see Foster on the outside. Looks like he is going to get on that side of Frost right now. Going to make that pass on the back straightaway. He's got clean and green in front. But actually, McElroy has oh. caught him. Looks like McElroy going to go challenge for the lead going into turn three. Mark James, he stuffed it up the inside. It didn't work. He's going to have to regather it out of turn four. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened to Rasmussen off of turn number two, but his car washed out wide, and it gave McElroy the opportunity to come charge it. Daniel Frost is the one that's the big loser on this restart, Nick Yeovan. He's about to lose another spot to Jacob Abel off of turn number two. Side by side at the exit of turn number two. Frost keeps that car stable to the outside, but he'll lose that spot to Jacob Abel. Meanwhile, battle for second. Here comes Louis Foster. He'll jump to the inside mark and dart around Hunter McElroy. And he'll keep the momentum. The car washes up off of turn number four, and we'll see now as he sets sail for the leader. It's about a tenth car length disparity now as they set up for turn number one, but Louis Foster is on the charge. Meanwhile, that battle for fourth continues to be a good one. Jacob Abel pins it to the inside. He's going to go wheel to wheel with Daniel Frost. A little contact that shoots Frost up the racetrack. Abel takes that fourth spot back. Keep it mind, Nolan Siegel is the interested spectator there. He's in a championship battle. He'd love to get around both of them because points are points, especially when he's trying to track down the guy who's leading the race now at Christian Rasmussen. Davey, these two not giving wow. each other an inch. Frost yeah. and Abel wheel to wheel. Yeah, I think that finally maybe, well, it didn't settle him because Frost is coming back after him, going down into turn one. Going to try the inside this time. Doesn't make it. Looks like Abel has a bit of an advantage now, pulling away from Frost. Yeah, that aggressive line for Frost into turn one is going to cost him as Jacob Abel checks out up front even separation one two three it's Rasmussen Foster McElray through turns three and four Mark James they're about to cross the start finish line to complete lap 67 seven laps to go here in St. Louis it's almost as though that uh, they took their shot at Christian Rasmussen and uh, it, it did it just didn't come to fruition for him now this thing has sorted itself out as those front three has continued to check out on the rest of this field although as we say that Jacob Hagel he has now finally cleared Daniel Frost, and he's on the charge again. He's trying to come after the third place running car for McElroy. Here's the thing, though, Davey. We've seen uh, McElroy take his shot at Rasmussen. We've seen Frost. We haven't seen what Louis Foster has, and he's been slowly marching his way towards the front of the field. Sands running out of the hourglass, though, just six to go. Yeah, pretty impressive for him to find his way. We kept an eye on him all day. They find him away in second. Six laps to go. I mean, look at lap times. Ah, exact same, basically, lap times. As a matter of fact, Rasmussen just a tick faster that last time by. So if Foster's going to do it, he needs to gain some more uh, some more speed. He's got to find nine-tenths of a second out of turn number four. Mark James, we're about to see five laps to go. He started fifth and picked up a spot at the start, and he was very patient running in the fourth position, and certainly this caution uh, benefited him just a little bit. He was able to be strong on that restart, so he is a poised for a podium finish, and Nick, there's been a number of times this year that we see Louis Foster poised for a podium finish, and for whatever the reason, this hasn't come to fruition for him. There's also been some times this season that we've seen in the closing laps, Davey, you know, those Firestone yeah. tires go away, yeah. so for Christian Rasmussen, he's fast. It's up to 1.2 seconds. The concern's got to be just how inconsistent his race has been. Yeah, it's the last two races actually came right down to the checker flag, the last last lap of the last two. So it's going to it's gonna do that again potentially right now. 1.4 second lead. That's Rasmussen over Frost. Frost still has to look for McElroy. Looks like he's got about a 1.5 second lead over him as well. But he's not done yet there either. That red, silver, and midnight black number six car for Christian Rasmussen streaks out of turn number four. About to see three laps to go. Mark James, the lead is up to 1.3 seconds. Doesn't look like Louis Foster's closing. And it looks like Jacob Abel has designs on maybe grabbing that third spot on the podium. He might very well run out of laps, but he could make an interesting, Nick. He's on a hard chart for that third spot, which is currently...
currently owned by Hunter McElroy now. Really closes it. He gets a nice run at the exit of the banking off of turn number two. Yeah, McElroy's already lost five more points in the championship to be 50 back of Rasmussen, dropping to third. He certainly doesn't want to lose another spot to Jacob Abel here in the closing laps. Across the start-finish line, two laps to go for Christian Rasmussen. Mark James trying to win his fourth race of this 2023 season. He, too, as we mentioned earlier about Daniel Frost, obviously the championship always helps put you on the radar, but he's one of those that is poised to move up to the NTT IndyCar Series. He's making a strong bid being able to audition in front of these teams right here at Worldwide Technology Raceway, as you'll see the white flag off at turn number four. He scored the win in the only other oval race this season at Iowa Speedway. Had to hang on for dear life. We'll see if he has to do that here. White flag is out. Christian Rasmussen into turn one for the final time. Charged to the points lead early and then had it kind of like a mid-season swoon and turned it over to Nolan Siegel. But boy, of the last four or five races, Nick, he has wrestled that points lead away. It doesn't look like he's going to relinquish it anytime soon. Into turn three for the final time. His car has been loose. But as they say, loose is fast, and nobody's been faster than Christian Rasmussen. Out of turn number four, he'll move down right into the center of the racetrack and see the twin checkered flags. It's Christian Rasmussen, the winner of Indy Next by Firestone's out front showdown here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Louis Foster comes home in the second position. Hunter McElray rounds out the podium. Jacob Abel will have to settle for fourth. Daniel Frost slides to fifth on that final restart. Again, your top five, Rasmussen, Foster, McElray, Abel, and Frost here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. I'm Indy Next driver Christian Rasmussen, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. It is podium number six, race win number four. And the points lead is now up to 50 for Christian Rasmussen with three races to go. Not over by any means, but boy, he is uh, taking a stranglehold on this championship and has done it in style with a really, really impressive win. And, Davey, I just can't get over the fact that you know, that car was wrecking loose. He <laughs> falls to third. And then all of a sudden, I mean, he got it gathered back yeah. up and just shot right around Frost yeah. and McElroy. We've seen him out of control several times, but, man, he just kept it going, stayed on the gas, cleaned the tires off after each time, and just really kind of dominated this race for falling back and forth. But uh, what a great run by him. Extends that points lead over McElroy to 50. Pretty big, uh, with, pretty big with three races left. Strong charge for Louis Foster. Foster, Jake Query, he comes home second tonight. Yeah, the outside perception was that, Louis Foster, your car was the best at the very end of that race. I guess the question would have become, if that had been 80 laps, would you have gotten him? Take me through the run. Yeah, I think had we had the opportunity to qualify today, I'd have started a bit higher up, and we might have had a chance for the challenging win. Um, but yeah, I got kind of mugged at the start, and then fell back a little bit, and then found the groove, really, on the outside, especially through one and two. And that really helped us. You know, the boys gave me an amazing car, so I uh, can't thank them enough. Did, in fact, the car start to come to you a little bit towards the late run? Because, obviously, that's the point when typically grip concerns go away. Yeah, I think I was conserving a bit at the start. And then, when everyone was pushing in dirty air, I then could use the tires. Um, you know, the last seven laps, I kind of have been in the traffic so much. So, you know, Christian's tires are a little bit fresher than mine. Um, but, no, he did a really good job. Um, but, yeah, happy with P2. Congratulations on the second-place finish. Cool, thank you. Louis Foster, Nick. Yep, he ends up uh, second step of the podium where he'll be joined by Hunter McElroy, who finishes third, and Christian Rasmussen, your race winner. Uh, from the rear of the field, James Rowe finishes 15th, Rasmus Lind 14th, Colin Kaminsky 13th. 12th is Jamie Chadwick, finishing 11th is Christian Bogle. Josh Pearson comes home in 10th, Reese Gold was 9th. Ernie Francis Jr. finishes 8th, Matthew Brabham finishes 7th, Nolan Siegel 6th. Fifth was Daniel Frost. Fourth was Jacob Abel. Hunter McElroy was third. He's standing by with Jake Query. Yeah, and Hunter McElroy takes a big sip of water here and a couple of fluids, and I would imagine that's because that was a pretty heated race for you. just seemed like each time that you were able to make a move, traffic got in the way, you got shuffled back a little bit. Take me through it. Yeah, it's racing, man. I mean, I got the benefit of traffic and got to the lead, and then I was like, okay, sweet. And then, obviously, I got traffic screwed by one of the Uncos. And then Christian got back by me, and yeah, look, I mean, it's tough. Traffic races, they're allowed to hold the position, but, you know, I think we both got affected equally. Um, yeah, I had a big run at the end. I'm, like, almost alongside him, didn't quite, quite get it done, and then lost momentum, and, yeah, Louis got me at the end. So, disappointing, but, you know, still a podium. Obviously, uh, you know, I knew Razzy was going to be strong here. It was, I was happy to challenge him. Bit disappointed with third, but could be worse. So we'll keep pushing. 
Congratulations on the podium for Hunter McElray. He is the third step on the podium. The guy at the top of it is with Michael Young. Uh, Christian Rashmussen. We have a we have an old saying: checkers are wreckers. And you were almost a wrecker, and you got to checkers as well. What a fantastic race! When you fell back, we thought, my goodness, this could be over. For, and you just drove your way back to the front. Just walk us through today. Yeah, it was a wild day. You know, we started obviously with a huge delay. Uh, finally, got practice in only half an hour. So it's really about figuring out super quick. Um, but I think uh, me, myself, HMD Motorsport, my engineer, Yancy, everyone was just super sharp on uh, getting those right changes in and, and uh, you know, reflecting on the practice on where the track was going to go. And we just hit it today, you know. Um, had a great race car. Obviously fell back in traffic there a little bit, passing the Andretti car. Um, but then uh, got it right back. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, no, just super, super happy extending the championship lead and uh, going into the rest of the season with a lot of confidence. You're 50 points now ahead of second place runner right now, and that's nearly an entire race. We've got two racetracks, three events, the confidence that this builds winning both oval races in 2023. No, it feels great. It feels great. You know, we just have a little bit of a buffer now. It's same mindset going in for the rest of the season. There's still... Uh, over 150 points off for grabs so we still have to push but um, we've been quick on so many occasions this year obviously the ovals has been dominant for me um, but we won at street circuits we won at road courses so I'm feeling good for the rest of the season you're carrying a special decal on your car this race weekend tell us about the young man that you're riding with yeah, so um, we heard that uh, one of our um, mechanics on the team, uh, nephew, um, only four or five years old, got diagnosed with leukemia. And uh, obviously we want to, you know, promote that, you know, give it some attention. Um, it's, uh, I feel super bad for, for these kids. It's, I, obviously I've been super fortunate uh, through my career, so I think everything... Um, you know, I can do to share some light uh, and put some of that. That's also why I'm an advocate for Make-A-Wish Denmark. I'm an ambassador there, trying to do what I can. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think a huge shout-out to uh, Riley's Children's Hospital um, for taking him in, taking care of him. Uh, I think it's super important, and uh, I just wish him all the best. His name is Boston Eckler, and I'm sure he's pretty proud of you for carrying him to race victory today. Well done, and we will see you in Portland. Thank you. That is Christian Rasmussen, your points leader, 50 points ahead of our second-place runner right now. What a great run today for Christian Rasmussen here at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Well, thank you so much, Michael. 50 points over Hunter McElray, 78 over Jacob Abel, 80 back to Nolan Siegel, and 106 back to Louis Foster. The winning margin for Christian Rasmussen tonight, just 1.7 seconds. Up next, for Indy Next by Firestone, it is Sunday, September 3rd, as the series heads to Portland International Raceway. The Indy Next by Firestone out front showdown at Worldwide Technology Raceway was brought to you by Firestone for conquering what's next, the official tire of Indy Next. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton, covering the pits, Michael Young and Jake Query. Our turn announcer was Mark Janes. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans. Satellite and technical support by Scott Forget. Master control operations in our Indianapolis studio by Sam Rumsup. The network director is Chris Pollock, and my name is Nick Yeoman. Stick around. There's more from Worldwide Technology Raceway coming your way. Catch the Bomberito Automotive Group 500 tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern on all of these same outlets and a radio station near you. You do not want to miss it. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.